0: Praise the Lord. God is good. Isn't He good? My Lord, He is good. He responds to worship. He responds to praise, true praise and worship by the Spirit, by the Spirit. If it's not prompted by the Spirit. He's not going to come in this place. He's not going to show up for any flesh. It's going to be by the Spirit. Those who need titles for these messages, this is the title of this message is called Fleshly Friction. Promotion in Motion. Promotion in Motion. John 10:10 says Jesus came to give his life and to give his life more abundantly. Now let's think about that. He came to give his life and to give his life more abundantly. The Apostle Paul said in the book of Galatians that uh, labor, I labor until Christ is formed in you. So it was the Apostle that labored the word of God, the revelation of God to them so that they could grow, that Christ would grow in them. See, it takes revelation for, for the new man to feed off of. He just can't feed off of uh, carnality of the word uh, coming about by the flesh. It's got to be out of revelation that the spirit, the new man on the inside, the born-again man, feeds off of fresh revelation food from God. It's just like us. We don't want to eat yesterday's food. We want to eat today's food. We want fresh food. This, this, This new man has to be fed every day. If, he doesn't, if he's not fed every day, he becomes weak. Amen. And then the flesh becomes strong. And then we're in trouble. Because whatever we are strong at, we're going to yield to. Amen. And whether we yield to, we're sowing to. So when the flesh is strong, we're going to yield to the flesh. And the flesh, we're going to reap trouble. And we don't want to reap no more trouble. We've been enough through tr- I've been in enough trouble in all my life. I don't want no more trouble. I've got a revelation now of why I have so much trouble. Or had so much trouble. <laughs> I still have trouble, but it's a different thing now. It's because the word of God is working in me. And the enemy comes to to come against the word that's working in me, that's causing the growth in me. He does not want to see Christ foreign in you. Because when Christ is totally foreign in you, the devil has lost this 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 war. I mean he He's got the—he's winning the battle right now in the world. But these mighty armies of God, these remnants that God chose out of the of the of the religious church to call them in to Him, they're they're, they're rising up in power and demonstration. God doesn't show up anywhere He's not welcome. He doesn't show up anywhere where the flesh is glorified. Amen. He showed up in this place tonight and like he always does every Tuesday night. In a mighty way. Because we're hungry for him. He responds to hunger. So I labor until his life becomes more abundant in my life. Amen. Christ formed in you is heaven on earth. We always say we want heaven on earth. Heaven on earth, is not out there in the world. Heaven on earth is Christ born in you amen so the kingdom life living the, the, the life the live the kingdom life the king must have your life <laughs> amen he's got to have your life and when he doesn't have your life this is the best way to check yourself is when you are operating out of yourself when you're trying to please yourself I always say I me, and me, and me, and me is the flesh. Every negative word that's spoken out of our mouth is of the flesh. And I I, I see how he just slips in there very easily, very cunningly in conversations, and boom, one negative word comes out of there, and, and it spoils the whole conversation. It dampens the whole spiritual, the spiritual application of what two people are talking about. Amen? It dampens it. So as Christ is being matured in you, darkness is troubled by that maturity. And that darkness is in our soul. It's troubled, it's distressed, it's agitated. Whenever you see a person agitated or distressed or troubled, you can tell that Christ is maturing in that person. And they don't realize what's going on. But the flesh is being troubled by the growth on the inside of you. Amen?
1: So, brother, uh, read Galatians 5, 17. Galatians 5 and 17. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. They're contrary to one another. Lust is an
0: unrestrained, intense, obsess- obsessive desire for something. is that what lust is? I know when I was in the world, that lust would come on me, and it I, I couldn't control it. Amen? All of us have been there, whether it's alcohol, whether it's money, whether it's uh, relationships, it comes on you and it dictates your life. You have no control over it. But thank God for the greater one that's in us now. We can pull off of him. We can we can draw on him. All he says to do, yield to me, and I'll yield to you. Draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Read John, uh, John twenty one, eighteen, brother. Flesh lust against the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God lust they're they're trying to get the ground. The flesh wants, the, wants its ground, doesn't want to lose its ground. But God wants what he paid a price for through his son.
1: He wants all of you. John twenty one and eighteen. Most assuredly I say unto you, When you were younger you girded yourself and walked where you wished, but when you are old you will stretch out your hand and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish
0: well that's powerful yes,
1: sir. when the flesh
0: is old when the flesh has matured it's done all it can do oh <laughs> it's time to surrender and the lord takes you and girds you when he says you he's talking about your flesh he takes and girds you to a place you don't wish to go So the flesh does not wish to go anywhere where the Spirit of God is, amen? There's no part of the Spirit of God. So the the flesh urges indulgence, and the Holy Spirit constrains us to righteousness. You can feel that constraining on the inside. He's pulling us into into righteousness. So the Word of God, when it's produced on the inside of us, it's, it's causing a divine intervention And it is threatening the force of the affairs of the flesh. Listen, that's powerful. The word of God in you is causing a divine intervention, divine intervention, and it's threatening the affairs of the flesh. That's when it's troubled, that's when it's agitated, that's when it's distressed. That's how you'll know. Go ahead, brother, Matthew 13, 21.
1: Matthew 13 and 21. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. For when tribulation and persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles.
0: Because he has no root in himself. Listen to that. Because he has no root in himself. Now how can you get the word of God to take root? It says he who hears the word and understands the word, amen, Amen. bears much fruit. Some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. And I've said this before. Lord, why did you say 30, 60, 100-fold? He's a 100 God, didn't he? In my, I, in my opinion, he's a 100-fold God. But he limited it to 30, some 30, some 60, some 100. And he said, Gene, look at the little men on the chart. Some 30, some 60, some 100. If I can only get 30% through you, that's all I can get through you. If I can get 60% through you, I can get 60% through you. But I want to get 100% through you. But the flesh, the flesh, the nasty flesh is in the way. So when trouble and persecution arises because of the word, that tells you that the word has taken root. If you've been through hell this week tells you the word has taken root that that might have been a word you heard a month ago or three months ago but it took root and it's beginning to break up the hardened places of the soul and trouble comes when you mess with with the flesh and the soul the unredeemed areas of that area trouble comes So trouble is a state of distress, affliction, or danger. It is a condition of pain and disease. A condition of pain and disease. Most of us would say, God, why in the world are you doing this to me? I've been there. Any of you guys been there? Lord, why are you doing this to me? God, why are you against me and not for me, like your word says? Well, that's the voice of the flesh. That's the spirit of iniquity that feeds the flesh. That's its voice. We, should be, we shouldn't be blaming God. We should be thanking God. He said, this is my will for you, to give thanks in all things. I thank you more when I'm in trouble than I do in my blessings. because when I'm in trouble there's a two-fold work going on he's preparing a blessing out of my because of my obedience but he's also refining me it's twofold so when trouble comes and believe me it comes to me all the time some of the people in this office know when it comes but a lot of people don't Because between me and God, and I thank him for it, because I know that it is manufacturing wholeness. Patience manufactures wholeness and completeness in your life. Patience. So God is for you that's why the trouble that's why trouble has risen out of the darkness of the flesh and it come when it comes to the light the flesh is only troubled when it comes to the light of the word because it's exposed it's exposed it's in full view And a lot of that going on right now only God can expose the devil you cannot expose the devil Only God can expose the devil. Only God can bring the light of judgment on the devil. Amen? Go ahead, brother. So friction, listen, friction, when we're talking about friction of the flesh, friction is when the unredeemed area of our soul comes in contact with the life of God. Well, that's powerful. 2 Corinthians 4, 8. And this is
1: how you'll know. 2 Corinthians 4 and 8. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair.
0: Struck down, but not destroyed. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Amen? Listen to the buts. But, 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 but. The enemy tries, but God, but God. Amen. You're hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. His dying and his resurrection. We're a part of, but notice he says, you only partake of my suffering. That's that's having fellowship with his suffering. He took the suffering. We're only having fellowship with it. So you can imagine what we go through, what he went through. He took it on. He took it on. Praise God for Jesus. So there's two forces moving. When two forces like this are moving and rubbing together, at some point, a fire breaks out, doesn't it? Even on wood. When you rub wood together, fire is going to break out sooner or later. When you rub a scratch a match on the table, fire is going to break out. So it is with the word of God. God said, I will not strive with man. Didn't he say that? In other words, he's saying, I will not strive with man's flesh before my fire breaks out and consumes it. So God is in the moving business. He said, Gene, I'm in the moving business in this hour. He said, I am moving the flesh out and I'm moving the glory in. I heard that like audible in worship. He said, I am in the moving business. I am moving the flesh out and I'm moving the glory in. Romans 8, 16.
1: Romans eight sixteen. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God.
0: Romans eight sixteen, brother. Let me let me read it. Consider the th- consider the sufferings of this present time, not worthy to be compared to the glory that we be revealed in you. We're going to see a lot of glory next year. You heard the Lord speak. When the Lord speaks in tongues and interpretation like that, it is real. It will come to pass. It's 18. Romans 8:18. 8, I wrote it down, sorry brother. So this is the moving business of God. He's causing the flesh to suffer in this hour. So that the glory can come. Revealed in us. Revealed means to make known. To make known the splendor of God himself. And We, walk, we ought to walk up to each other and see God on you. I need, I need to see God on you. I'm tired of looking at the flesh frowning at me a sad face. We serve a God who is joyful. We heard God laugh through the people in here tonight. That's, That's the joy of the Lord. That's the Spirit of God laughing through you. That's what the Bible says. It's the joy of the Lord. He said he sits in the heaven and laughs at the devil, right? Because he sees that the devil's day is coming. So suffering is a sign of removal of the flesh. And listen, pain is weakness leaving your body. Isn't that powerful? Pain is weakness leaving your body. Hebrews twelve twenty seven.
1: Hebrews twelve twenty seven. Now this is yet once more indicates that removal of those things that are being shaken, as of things that are being ma- that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain.
0: God is saying, yet once more let me take you from glory to glory from glory to glory from glory to glory by removing the things of the flesh so that i what 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 cannot be what cannot remain and that is the word of god the word of god remains forever it abides forever when he does a shaking in your life it's going to be for the purpose of removing everything that's not of god Everything that was built out of the flesh, that was birthed out of the flesh, he's gonna remove it. But he doesn't remove it until it matures. Because he's got a purpose for that. Because it's a training ground. If we don't know how the flesh is operating and how it's affecting my life, I can't be no help to you. I can't be no help. you. I couldn't, I couldn't stand up here and doing what I'm doing if I hadn't been through this process, amen, of the flesh. So what can be shaken and removed out of your life, you can be assured it is birthed out of the flesh, out of darkness, and it comes to death. Doesn't that sit in James? It says, where is it in James? It says, uh... uh When you go after your own desire, it births sin. And when sin is full grown, it comes to death. It comes to death. So whatever cannot be shaken remains with you. You can be assured it is born out of the Spirit of God and it has everlasting life on it. Whether it's in relationships, whether it's in your finances, whatever God has added to your life, if it's born out of the Spirit of God, it will have everlasting life on it. You can take it through hell. You can take it through hell and it will still stay together. Amen. So when your finances are shaken and when your relationships are shaken and when sickness and disease is shaking your body, it is the consuming fire of God is being released from the Word of God to destroy what's not of Him. There's a shaking going on. And a lot of us have been shaken in a lot of areas. And a lot of us are about to be shaken in some areas. And that's a good thing. That's that's when promotion is in motion. <laughs> Bring it on! It's when promotion is in motion, God is going to destroy whatever is not Him. Jeremiah twenty three twenty
1: nine. Jeremiah twenty three and twenty nine. It is not my word like a fire, says the Lord. And like a hammer that breaks the rocks in pieces.
0: It's not my word like a fire. He's saying right there, my word is like a fire. It's going to burn up the flesh. It's going to burn up the enemy of your flesh. And the hammer of God crushes everything that is evil within your heart. That's what that verse means. The hammer of God, the Word, just crushes everything that's that's evil in the heart. And Hebrews 12, 29 says, our God is a consuming fire. Man, He's a consuming fire. I felt that consuming fire on my body tonight. It was strong, pumping. It just pumps, boom, boom, boom. It just pumps through you. God can only manifest the devil. Ephesians 5.13
1: Ephesians 5 and 13 But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light for whatever makes manifest is light.
0: All things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. What is light? Truth. Truth. When God shows up in your life it reveals truth to you and lets you know whoever you're joined up to is a devil. <laughs> and you're sleeping with the devil.
1: <laughs>
0: but all things are exposed, he says, all things. Something that is exposed is being made known to our understanding. That's what light is, is understanding. The Bible says the Father is the Father of light. He is the Father of understanding. That's why he said in all you're getting, get understanding. You can have all the wisdom you want, but until you have the understanding to apply that wisdom to your life, it will not bear fruit. Your spirit and your soul have to work together. They have to be in harmony before you can bear fruit. Romans 8 11.
1: Romans 8 and 11. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. The Spirit that raised Jesus out of that grave
0: after three days is in you, is in you giving life to your flesh, the flesh has no life on it, The flesh has no life on it. It's in a death process from the time that you got born again Birth into the kingdom of God the death process started it, it started you might be on that honeymoon for a year and join the Lord then all of a sudden things start happening and now I'm going to clean up my bride I'll clean up my bride so that spirit that dwells in you has power to bring life to your body Mark 4 22
1: Mark 4 and 22. For there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret, but that it should come to light.
0: You cannot hide anything from God. You can't hide anything from God. He says, all things are naked and open to Him. But the flesh will blind you of that truth. The flesh will blind you that God knows about what you're doing. And the whole time the spotlight of the Holy Ghost is just following you around. Thank God that he has a spotlight on us. He said, there is an appointed time for sin to be exposed and come to the light. It's an appointed time. Psalm 75, 2. An appointed time.
1: Psalm 75 and 2. When I choose the proper time, I will judge uprightly.
0: And again, the proper time. When God speaks of the proper time, He's talking about the fullness of time. And the fullness of time when things have matured. When sin abounds. Says grace abounds much more. And when the promise of God is only near you when the flesh is fully matured in the area that you're supposed to receive your promise. Listen to that. The promise of God is at hand. When the flesh has fully matured, and bondage increases. So when the flesh is fully matured, bondage increases. That's what it says in Acts. It says, it was talking about the, uh, the Israelites, and they were coming out of Egypt. Bondage increased, because the promise was at hand. Scott when all hell breaks loose with you brother when, when, when everything is coming against you From every side The promise is at hand You've done something right You've done something right I'd like to, I'd like to see more of what's happening to Scott With some of us Amen Because that tells me promotion is in motion Promotion is emotion. I get excited about promotion. (sighs) Promotion, emotion. When Jesus judges fear, fear gets exposed by manifesting it. It's being manifested in your mind and gets a grip on your mind. That's how you know Jesus is judging the spirit of fear because he brought it to light. When sickness is exposed. Jesus is judging the spirit is behind the infirmity. And it's not for us to complain about it. It's for us to go to work. He's given us His Spirit. He's given us His Word. And says that we can extinguish everything that's not of Him. And He's given you that power, that resurrection power that's in you. When Jesus exposes perversion... Perversion is exposed. It gets a grip on you. It starts controlling your life for a season. That's how you know. Jesus is near. And he's not near to to beat you up. He's near to say, hey, I love you. And I'm this close to giving you the real thing. Instead of the counterfeit you've been messing with all these years. Amen. So when things, brought, things are brought to light, Jesus expects us to choose the way of the Spirit and not the way of the flesh. And he said, in this position of choice, this is called the valley of decision. Go ahead, brother. Joel three fourteen.
1: Joel 3 and 14. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near and in the valley of decision.
0: There it is. The kingdom of God within you, that you haven't experienced the inheritance of that kingdom, is is near in that valley of decision. That's when God is so close to you. Even though you're in the valley, (laughs) you don't know which way to go. I've been there many times. And I said, Lord, what is going on? I don't know whether they go this way or that way, or this way or that way. He said, Gene, when you can't figure it out, that's when I'm in it. When you can't figure it out, that's when I'm in it, and you're to rest in the anointed one. How you know you're resting in the anointed one is when peace rules your heart and your mind. That's how you know God is in complete control then in your life. So when God is exposing, when God exposes something that is not of him, whatever it is, fear is going to show up. Fear is is the spirit behind all sin. Because it's the spirit of Satan. The Lord said, fear paralyzes, but faith stabilizes. Fear paralyzes, but faith stabilizes and it keeps you stable and sustained in the plan of God. And it say, cast all your cares on me because I care for you and I will sustain you and I will never permit you to be moved. That's powerful. That sustaining power is grace that it can only come through faith. Faith and grace work together. So Satan is the spirit of fear. He said when you yield to the the spirit of fear, you cancel out the power that is available to you to make you whole. The area of your soul that needs to be whole, it cancels out the power that makes you whole. Because the Word and the Spirit have to work together. So if the Word's working in you to bring to light what's not of God, then you've got to have the Spirit of God, the anointing, to cancel out everything that's not of God. And that's when fear shows up, because fear knows, that spirit of fear knows that if he can intercept your mind and cancel out the power of God that's come on you, then he's got the victory. The enemy has the victory through your choice. Hebrews nine twenty eight, is it? Nine, twenty seven, twenty
1: seven. Hebrews nine and twenty-seven. And it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment.
0: No, he says to die once. You died here and came to here. To die once. Amen. You died to the old life. gain his life but when he says after this the judgment this is the judgment of the flesh this is when the continuation of jesus continues to work the bible says he is the one that sanctifies spirit soul and body he does it we try to sanctify ourselves through good works and everything that's not of god and it it comes to death has no life on it only for a season but Hebrews 8 28 go ahead brother read that for me
1: Hebrews 8 and 28 so Christ was offered once to bear the sin 9.28. 9.28
0: 9.28. 9.28 says, So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time, apart from sin, for salvation. Now when people think about the second time, they think about the second coming of Christ, the rapture, and we're all gone and out of here. But that's not what that verse is saying. It says, I came the first time to birth you into the kingdom. When I come the second time, I come every day. I come every day to expose something in your life that's not of me, so I can gain that area of your life, and you can be more like me. The flesh. The flesh, the flesh hates to wait. It hates to wait. It hates hates the weight and that's how you know that God is in motion for promotion and that flesh hates the wait, that's a miserable place it's a miserable place so God has posi- positioned you has positioned us to eagerly wait for him to fulfill the desires of our heart So listen, your waiting causes him to appear to judge the flesh that's in the way of your promise. Your promise is on the inside of you. The manifestation of the promise is on the outside of you. The flesh is in the way. So when the flesh is judged and removed, this is what follows. The Lord is near to promote. He's promoting you out of the ditch. didn't say that, 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 that when the blind lead the blind, they fall in the ditch. The flesh will blind you of God's truth. The flesh will blind you of the path of life that God wants you on. So only God can promote you out of that ditch. Psalm 75, 6.
1: Psalms 75 and 6 for Exaltation comes neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. In other words,
0: promotion doesn't come from the east, the west, or the south. But he didn't mention the north. Promotion comes from above. Go ahead, brother, 75-7, Psalm 75-7
1: psalm 75 and 7 but god is the judge he puts down one and exalts another he's the one that does
0: it that's why he says do not grow weary in doing well for in due season you will reap you will reap when god puts down the flesh he exalts, exalts the God in you, himself, being exalted, edifying. 1 Peter 5 8.
1: 1 Peter 5 and 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your bad adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour.
0: The devil's busy to devour you, the bride of Christ. So God says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he might exalt you in two time." I said, Lord, what does that mean? How are you humbling me under your mighty hand? He said, through circumstances. <laughs> That's how you know it's the mighty hand of God. He's put you in a circumstance that you can't control, that your pride can't handle, and that humbles you because you can't figure it out. And then when you're humbled under His mighty hand, He's going to exalt you in due time. And the due time is when you've learned patience. That's the due time. That's hard, isn't it? Patience is hard. Now, patience is hard, isn't it? <laughs> heart. So when God leads you, lead you, then He lifts you. He's in the lifting business. He's in the promotion business. God said if, he, if we want His results, we've got to do it His way. You want his, he said that to do it His way, the just shall live by faith. The just, those who have been justified by His blood shall live by faith. So we, you know, when we plead the promises of God, but we violate His principles, but we expect, expect provision. We want to jump over the wall and get the promise. But Jesus said, <laughs> Jesus said, you got to go through the wall to get to the promise. And it's a process to go through a wall it's time to go through a wall but the promise is on the other side and you know the whole time you're chipping on that wall and going through that wall you're going to be so wore out by the time you get to the other side he's trying to get rid of your flesh where you just lay prostrate before him then he picks you up and exalts you man I feel the anointing God, He's good. God is the beginning and the end of everything in your life. The Bible says He is the author and the perfecter of your faith. And there's an end to your faith. What is it? The salvation of your soul. The four chambers, the four compartments of your soul. Affections, emotions, will, and intellect. One of of those compartments, one of those functions. Uh... Are, are made whole there's no longer need you don't need any more faith in that area of your life because it's made whole by God faith is is the, the the spirit that keeps you pointed towards God that's why it pleases God it's a spirit so he's beginning in the end but your role was in between and the only way you can do this, only the way that you can stay in and function in this in-between zone is through Philippians
1: 4.13. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Huh.
0: Resting in the anointed one strengthens you. And that's when his strength is made perfect in your weakness. See, he said... When you become weak, I become strong. When you become strong, I become weak. We don't want to keep Jesus weak. Because He has everything we need. He possesses everything we need. He carries everything we need. Colossians 3.15
1: Colossians 3 and 15 And let the and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you were called in one body and be thankful.
0: Let the peace of God rule. Now, when he says rule, let it govern your heart. See, when the peace of God governs your heart, it is leading you into a place you haven't been before. When you got peace to move in a direction, that you have no idea what's happening when you get to that other place, then you know it's God. It's the shepherd leading you. The Bible says that he goes before you and makes crooked places straight. He breaks in pieces the gates of bronze and cuts the bars of iron and gives you the treasures of darkness and the hidden riches of secret places. That's powerful. The treasures of darkness and the hidden riches of secret places are in this dark world It's supposed to be yours. That's what the word says. It's yours. He's given you dominion. Dominion means ownership. And it's all yours. And the Bible's clear about God storing up wealth for the sinner to hand it over to the one who pleases God. And God's not pleased until what? You are walking by faith and not by sight. when you're truly walking by faith and not by sight, you can be assured that the wealth of some Gentile is going to be pouring into your bosom.
1: I've
0: experienced that. (laughs)
1: Let
0: the shepherd rule. 1 Corinthians 2.9.
1: 1 Corinthians 2 and 9 But as it is written Eye has not seen, nor ear heard Nor have entered into the heart of man The things which God has prepared For those who love Him
0: You can't see it without the eyes of faith You can't even hear it Unless you're walking by faith You can't receive it in your heart unless you're living by faith. And the whole time you're doing that, God is saying, look, I am preparing things for you that have not come in the full manifestation. But you see it. You see it. It's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So when you see it, it's yours. It's yours. But oh, we don't like the preparation that we got to go through to receive it. Because you got to be whole to receive what's whole. You got to be holy to receive what's holy. God is not going to add His best to you when you got issues. When you're when you're uh, tampering and entertaining the flesh, He is not going to send His best to you. I feel God in this place. I love Him. So how do we know God is preparing things for us? It says when we love Him. When we love Him. Deuteronomy says, love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Spirit, soul, and body. We love him because he first loved us. But it goes beyond that. It goes way beyond that. The love of God must be perfected in us. His love is in us, but it has to be perfected in us. How does the love of God, how is the love of God perfected in us? Go ahead, brother, in 1 John 2, 5.
1: 1 John 2 and 5. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him.
0: Keeping his word. When the flesh is on trial, being judged by Jesus, We apply the word of God when the trial's going on. The love of God is perfected in that area right then. But it's not Jesus. It's not perfected until you apply it, until you are a doer of the word. So what happens is the soul becomes a keeper of the Word, and when the Word is abiding in you, when Jesus says in you, he's talking about your soul, then you can ask God for desire that's in your heart. When God, when, when the love of God is perfected in you, in an area of your life, This is when God takes you beyond what your education can do. And I'm a candidate. I'm a candidate of that. (laughs) Takes you beyond what your education can do. Takes you beyond the education of the people around you. What carries you beyond your education is wisdom. Wisdom. And that's when He takes you beyond what you can ask or think. Go ahead, brother. Philippians four nineteen.
1: Philippians four and nineteen. And my and my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You see,
0: your your education is the source of supply. Your, your education is the source to, to supply your need out of the world. But the word of God being perfected in your soul, the word becomes the source of the supply of your need according to the riches of heaven. It's powerful, which is exceedingly abundantly. I'm going to have to go back and listen to this tape. This is good. Yes. (laughs) Ephesians 3.20.
1: Ephesians 3 and 20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we are that we ask or think according to the power that works in us.
0: There is a condition, there's a condition to abundant life. And that's unlocking the power of God on the inside. Letting him out. The flesh keeps him bottled up on the inside. When you let him out, when you let him out, he's gonna perform his word for you. And that's abundant living. We are supposed to be kingdom living children. We are not supposed to be in any lack or any want. The Bible that I, I read does not say I'm supposed to be in lack and want. Anywhere. I can't find it. Anywhere. I don't, I don't need to be serving a God who's in lack and want. I've served him too long, Satan himself. He's in lack and he's in want constantly. But I serve a mighty Jesus Christ of Nazareth right now who is full of glory and power and demonstration of his spirit and his word. And his blood protects me. His blood has life in it. His his blood has our inheritance in it. His blood is the new covenant. So the power of God is the Word of God. And the Word must make ready in you what God is making ready on the outside of you. The Word has to make ready what's in you, what God is making on the outside of you. So if you're not meditating on the Word, you'll never receive what's in your heart. Because the Word of God has to prepare you. And that's when all trials and tribulation and all distress comes out of the flesh because the Word of God is working on the inside, preparing the vessel to receive what's holy. John fifteen seven.
1: John 15 and 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. If you abide in me,
0: what does that mean? If you live in me, that's the born again experience. Jesus said, if if you abide in me and my word abides in you, he's talking about your soul, your mind, you will, it says, you will ask because it will promote you, it will force you to start asking says you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you that means you had nothing to do with it your fleshly hands didn't have nothing to do with it because he's going to add it to you you say seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all things will be added so it is only when the word of god is working on the inside that we can ask god for our desire that's on the outside and he has already prepared prepared the very thing that we're asking him for because he's given us the desire to ask for it. So when God is glorified in your life that's when you receive. Didn't it say that? God is glorified in your life when you receive? God doesn't need to be glorified. He's already glorified but he's glorified in your life when you receive the desires of your heart. Then it goes on to say, then you will be my disciple. So, he's saying, I can't be his disciple until I'm receiving the, the desires of my heart. And I can't receive the desires of my heart until I'm living in him and his words abiding in me. Then I'm his disciple. Because the Father is glorified in my life. Joel Joel 3.18
1: Joel 3 and 18, and it will come to pass in that day that the mountains shall drip with new wine, the hills shall flow with milk, and all the brooks of Judah shall be flooded with water. A fountain shall flow from the house of the Lord, and water the valley of Acacias.
0: One, the mountains shall drip with new wine. Mountains in your life you start dripping with the Holy Spirit. New wines, the Holy Spirit—that's righteousness. Two, he says, the hills shall flow with milk. What is the milk? The Word of God. The hills are flowing with the Word. And three he says, the brooks of Judah shall be flooded. That's the water of life. That's Christ. He says the fountain shall flow from the river That's the rivers of life And shall water The valley of Akakas Acha, Which is the barren valley The dry places So you see in this one verse The fourfold blessing of Abraham Righteousness, peace and joy And abundance If you're not in right standing with Christ You'll never have peace if you don't have peace, you'll never have joy. And if you don't have the three of those, you'll never have abundance. Because if you're gonna be if you're lacking on the outside, you're lacking on the inside. Amen. So he said these elements represent covenant relationship, the fourfold blessings of God. When you sign up with God, He will not let you down. He will not let you down. He does exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or sing. Hebrews 6 13, read 13 and 14 and 15 real quick, brother. Hebrews 6 13, 14, and 15.
1: Hebrews 6 13, 14, and 15. For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself saying, Surely blessings I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply you." And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. God had to swear with Himself
0: that He would multiply, bless and multiply Abraham. And after Abraham had patiently endured, he received the promise. Well, that's the covenant we're grafted into through the bloodline of Jesus Christ. That's the covenant right there. I will bless you and then I'm going to multiply you because if I can't, if I, if you're not multiplied, you can't be a blessing. Because a multiplication has to start taking place. When you're a whole in the area of your life, uh, multiplication is working because the Spirit of God and the Word of God has possessed that area of your life and multiplication has taken place. Deuteronomy 8, 1.
1: Deuteronomy 8 and 1. Every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. Obedience
0: is the hardest thing to do especially when you're patiently enduring (laughs) that is a hard choice when I'm halfway through the journey of patiently enduring and then the test of obedience comes and I fail when I fail I get to regain that ground that I lost and, and go back where I left off and start all over again So be a doer of God's Word and you will have everlasting life on what is being multiplied in your life. See, once the Word of God abides in your soul and you're living in God in your spirit, uh, you're, you're, you're a doer of the Word. You don't have a choice because the Word's working in you and He's a doer. And you're going to be a doer with Him. When you're doing it together, there's going to be multiplication. (laughs) Deuteronomy 8, 7
1: Deuteronomy 8 and 7 For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land A land of brooks, of waters, of fountains and springs That flow out of the valley and hills You see when
0: opposition comes Friction of the flesh You can be assured That God is bringing you into a good land A place flowing With the abundance of God a place flowed. Savannah is flowing with the abundance of God. It's here, but we had not tapped into it yet. God has put his finger on Savannah. And it's all stored up. Waiting for his readiness to come forth and, and get in unity. Get in unity. Love one another. Love the king. Honor the brotherhood. And it's going to break loose in the city.
1: Deuteronomy 8.10. Deuteronomy 8 and 10. Deuteronomy
0: 8.10. When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord God for the good land which he has given you. You can't be a blessing, Jeff, unless you're a fool. Amen? And how you bless God is when you bless your brothers and sisters. That's how you bless God. You don't bless Him by putting your tithes in the church. You don't bless Him by giving an offering. you bless blessing by blessing didn't he say to Abraham, those who bless you, I'll bless them. Those who curse you, I'll curse them. Well, he's talking to us. Abraham's the father of faith. He's part of that covenant. He is that covenant. So when you are whole, then, then the Lord expects you to be a blessing. When you bless someone else, you're blessing the Lord. Deuteronomy 8, 11 says, Beware that you do not forget the Lord by keeping your word. Which is his word. His word becomes your word when it abides in you. But he says, "Beware!" He's warning you that you do not forget the Lord by not keeping his word. Deuteronomy eight twelve says, "Lest when you have eaten and are full, and listen, and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply, and silver and gold are multiplied, and." And and all that you have is multiplied. Listen, to that multiplication is just taking place. It's just getting it. it's getting. It. He says, "Beware that you do not forget the Lord thy God by not keeping His word, because after you have you have been made whole in the area of your lack, and you have built your new houses and your finances and material possessions are multiplying. Don't forget me. Don't get forget me by getting too comfortable." And complacent, relaxed, and dr- not drawing near to me. Instead, we draw near to our blessings. I don't know about you, but when he blesses me, it it it, it forces me into a deeper relationship with him. Because when that blessing comes, that tempter is with it. Because he sees it. He's tempted me. He tempts me to serve that blessing, and it becomes an idol. So we've got to get in the mindset when God blesses us, man, it ought to throw us into another hour in the morning with Him, or a night whenever you do it. it up and you forgot you forgot the Lord God who brought you out of the house of a bondage then you say in your heart my power and my might did this for me and I've I've seen brother I know a brother of mine that, that's happened to him he got prosperous he got beyond his comprehension and 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 started serving that God now it's all being diminished because it comes to death the flesh comes to death period it's just a matter of time and Deuteronomy 8:18 8, says you shall remember the Lord your God for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth listen to that that he may establish his covenant which he swore